Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age Podcast, the official podcast for the VikingAge.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for the Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at the Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right, on today's show, we have Adam Carlson. He is a senior member of the Viking Age, a longtime right. contributor. Uh, he's been on the podcast numerous times, and he's here to help us kind of, you know, get some get some takeaways from today's uh, press conference from Quasi Adolfo Mensa, the Vikings' new GM. Uh, so, Adam, welcome back to the show, and I'm just going to ask you to start off, you know, I don't know how much you've seen today of, of Adolfo Mensa's press conference or just some any other things you've read about him, but, you know, what is your overall first impression of Quasi Adolfo Mensa? Before I start talking about the new GM, I do throw out that reminder that I am a fan-sided Hall of Famer. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. I didn't get a ring. I got a trophy. You, you're, you're more of a Hall of Famer than Barry Bonds. So that's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I watched the uh, quite a few of the interviews that were up on the Vikings website for mm-hmm. the new general manager, and I've got to say that I wasn't expecting it to those interviews to be as emotional as they were. Mm. For someone who has a background in analytics, I thought it was going to be rather dry. But instead, what it was, was it really kind of tugged at me a little bit because someone who is so thankful to be where they are mm-hmm. and appreciates everything and seems to want to absorb everything around them. And that is quite a difference from the previous regime in Minnesota. For sure. Uh, yeah, he definitely comes off as uh, super thankful and even even humble. Uh think I'm, I'm still approaching it with like uh you know uh skepticism because he is you know he does work in the nfl he does a front office job so he's not gonna like most likely they're not gonna be totally upfront with you but i think today is different when it's just you know an introductory press conference he's just trying to make you know let everyone kind of know who he is and where he comes from so i believe everything he said today was probably pretty genuine uh, he handled Chris Thomas fairly well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he second question of the press conference. What are you going to do about the head coach? Just you know, and we've he, already addressed that a bit. <laughs> yeah, he he did that did that nicely. Um, you know, credit to Chris always asking the, the hard questions. He also put him in his place uh, after he, I believe, he was hired. Chris tweeted out that like uh, uh, Adolfo Mensa, you know, there was there's word that he was a walk on at Princeton for the basketball team and quick. Chris was quickly to point out that he was a member of the junior varsity team and not the varsity team <laughs> right. at Princeton. So I just want to he make also that got clear. that hitting info from the Browns long snapper about saying hi to him in the hallway. For sure, for sure. He does say hi to people in the hallway. You know, <laughs> much different than the last regime, I, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm, I, want, I don't know if I'd go as far as say impressed because I, we has, he hasn't done anything yet uh, for the Vikings. But He's you know, very well-spoken, seems very sure. intelligent. And wants a lot of input, wants to collaborate. He, he even just wants to know the direction that everybody wants to take so they can do it as a unit rather than leading a ship and just giving orders. And that is just 
such a refreshing take. Yeah, for sure. At the end of the day, he's going to have the final decision, but he also wants to make sure he gets everyone's opinion in case, you know, maybe he misses something. Uh, you know, because he, he talked was. about the culture of the team quite a bit. And right now, the culture of the team, I would not say is good, especially considering all the interviews that came out from the players mm-hmm. after the Zimmer Spielman era ended and how much it really seemed to tarnish what I thought was a fairly, I won't say successful, but they they had a good time. I, I thought I, I didn't think the Vikings weren't terrible under their leadership. No. They weren't bad. No. Yeah. And um, I know Zimmer gets a lot of the blame for that that culture or whatever at the end there. But, you know, you got to put some of that on Spielman too, because he, uh, he added those guys to the roster. Uh, yeah. If any of them, you know, stirred the pot, you know, Bashad Breland. Uh, I was a little interested that he doesn't seem to be wanting a lot to make a lot of changes when it comes to the scouts. I figured that he'd have some people close to him that he wants to bring in, especially considering that the Vikings really failed in several positions yeah. when it came to scouting. So, uh, I hope that there will be an influx of a, at least a few new scouts to help evaluate those positions. But for the most part, it sounds like he, I don't want to say he doesn't want to rock the ship, but he, he's not an abrasive person. It doesn't seem. Yeah. He's not coming in. He's like, like we're going to clean house. You know, we're going to do everything my way. He's not, he's, you know, he's one to listen. He knows he's got a lot of smart people in the building. And as far as scouting goes, he's probably not going to get rid of, People probably aren't going to leave until after the draft because they're in the middle of they've been right. scouting people all year. And he kinda, admits that's not my background. That's yeah. not what I know. It's kind of hard to bring people in, you know, what, three months before the draft and expect them to kind of, you know, shift their focus to the Vikings roster. Um, so usually, yeah, if, if people make scouting moves or whatever, it typically comes after the draft. So if something does happen, I wouldn't be surprised uh, after the draft to kind of get his own guys in the building. Um, you know, what. What maybe excites you the most about the Vikings having a new general manager? I was a bit surprised at first when the news came out that Rick Spielman was being let go because mm-hmm. I was under the impression at that time that it was going to be one or the other. Mm-hmm. And then when it was came out to be was both he? were going, I kind <laughs> of had to take a double take because I, I'm, I'm comfortable with Rick Spielman's approach. I know kind of what to expect from him I, i've been able to predict some of his moves in articles over on the viking age i mean see that he the, got a little predictable that's the problem though you're comfortable that's that's the problem so we're, <laughs> so were the so were the vikings and they gave them what eight wins nine wins seven wins and what yeah they're comfortable but it wasn't really getting them anywhere um so yeah i i understand the move that the vikings made because they, they want to get to the top and they felt like spielman leading the way wasn't going to do that and I know a lot of Vikings fans wanted polls. I know that. Yeah. Polls was a safer choice. I gotta be a little bit honest with you here. The, the idea of having someone non-traditional coming in and doing something that the Vikings haven't really done before, especially with someone that uh, <laughs> is actually younger than me. For sure. Uh, wait, That's crazy. Wait, how old are you? I'm 41. Oh, really? Okay. All right, you gotta. I don't look at with this baby face, I do gonna, I? I was gonna say, yeah. Um, <laughs> I did not know that. I thought you were like my age. I'm, I'm no, 33. no, I'm old. Um, yeah. So he's he's forty. Uh, I guess uh, before this process even started, there were like there was like an article that said he was thirty two or thirty three, and people are like, no, he's he's not that young. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I, I'm 
I'm excited. I do like that he has a different approach. I think people are maybe exaggerating or overreacting a little bit too much to him being an analytics guy. Um, I think he uses he uses data to make decisions, but that doesn't mean that he's those are going to like determine everything uh, as far as the you hear him talking goes. about how he hates that word analytics. Yeah, <laughs> like he I think he said um, after somebody asked him about that, might have been like. Courtney Cronin from ESPN or something, um, and he yeah. like he said when he you know first got to the 49ers, he stood up and said like I don't know anything about analytics, so you know that just tells you that you know he's just because he went to Princeton, because he went to Stanford or whatever he was in, or he was in the research department. So he's I, educated, well spoken. Automatically, he gets associated <laughs> as this analytics guy, which also you know shouldn't be looked at as a negative um, because the Browns, you know. They're doing a pretty good. That's job. another thing that the emphasis was put on a little bit too much. He was in, with the Browns for maybe a blink of an eye. His, Two years. His yeah. time there was not significant enough to judge a lot of the Browns' mistakes on him. And you've got people in comments on everything talking about why do we want someone from the Browns? And yeah. I look at all the mistakes the Browns made. He just went to the playoffs. And they also, um, I don't know how to say this properly, but. Boy, there are a lot of ignorant people that make comments on social media that yeah. have no idea what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about the cats <laughs> exactly. fighting. Exactly. See? See, they, they agree. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to get into that because that's not even worth our time. No, um, but I'm just saying be a little classier, people. Oh, for sure. Um, so maybe what's something that, that worries you about, about the Vikings having a new GM? It's not a major worry, but there's always that voice in the back of my head that wishes he had a little bit more experience with personnel Mm -hmm. because that's kind of where Rick Spielman did very well. His, his background in scouting, his ability to evaluate talent and be able to put financial numbers to it because he Rick Spielman was amazing at knowing what he had and getting the most for it. Now he wasn't the best at acquiring talent at a value, but boy, could he sell what the Vikings had at a high price? I would say he was good at certain positions. Uh, Wide receiver, um, you know, maybe some defensive end cornerbacks and stuff like that. Not so much corner, not so much quarterback or or offensive line. Um, but you know, everyone has their weaknesses, and I I look at um the Vikings as as keeping a lot of people in their front office aside from Rick Spielman as them you know being able to allow Adolfo Mensa to kind of do his own thing and help him with the personnel area because he still has Rob Brzezinski who's still regarded as like one of the best salary cap guys in the NFL. Um, so he doesn't have to really worry about probably like the financial aspects of things unless he sees something that, you know, doesn't look right or doesn't feel right. So, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm curious to see what happens. The, the potential for this, I feel like is very high, but there's also a chance that it could fail because he's never been a GM before. And the Vikings right. are t- taking that risk on someone uh, who's never held a position like this before who's never been the guy to make all the decisions now you know i wonder if that leads him to bring in a more experienced head coach who might have more experience with you know building a roster or something like that or or does he want to bring in someone who's younger who kind of wants has the same mentality as him that's something we're gonna have to you know watch and see yeah he's talked about talking with everybody in the organization about what they want from the top down and he said he'd take it under advisement, you know, everything they said. 
and then make a decision based on that. Mm-hmm. And to me, I mean, the Vikings have already done quite a few interviews for mm-hmm. head coach and they're, they're evaluating everything. And I'm sure they recorded the interviews and he sat down and watched them. I'm sure that all happened. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, in the end, it's going to be the decision of the general manager to come and say, I feel this person has the best opportunity to build this roster or to take the players that we give this, this team and shape it into a contender. Speaking of the roster, um, you know, what approach do you think Adolfo Mensa should take with the Vikings this year? Just, just this specific year, you know, should he, should he clean house and do a full (laughs) rebuild Should be a mild rebuild? There are people that want a fire sale. There are people that yeah. just want a veteran trading session to go mm-hmm, on where mm-hmm, they get rid of a lot of the older players and free up cap and get some young guys in there. Trust the process. The sad part for me is that I selfishly, I don't want to sit through a, another losing season. For sure. For and sure. I know losing a lot of guys like uh, Daniel Hunter or Harrison Smith or Adam Thielen, a lot of those guys that are on the bigger contracts that have been here a while and contributed I'd hate to see them go on a personal level because I've enjoyed watching them play in Minnesota their entire careers. Mm-hmm. But man, it's just, it's just ingrained so much as them being a part of Vikings look, culture. Yeah, it's going to look different. It's going to look a lot different, and it's probably going to look different real quick. Um, I'm going to name some guys. Oh, I'm going to name off a handful of guys first, and then I want you to give me like the bet who you think has the best and the worst chance. Uh, to return to the Vikings okay. for next season. So we got Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Daniil Hunter, Harrison Smith, and Eric Kendricks. All right, I'll go with Dalvin Cook has the best chance to return. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, the, the, the franchise just loves him. Do. I don't see him going anywhere, and his contract would be really hard to move. Uh, and... I've been saying for a while now that I just don't see a lot of possible ways that Daniel Hunter sticks around. Oh, that he sticks around? I, I don't see how it happens. People point at that next year of his contract, but he's not playing next year for $6 million or $8 million or whatever it is. Yeah, That's yeah. not happening. Yeah, you the can. contract was built so that he'd be able to get yep. an extension or move on after this year. And so they could let him go or you know, make an extension at that time to have his value and with how much football he's missed over the last couple of years, it'd be tough to lock him down, even though he is one of the best pass rushers in the league when healthy. Yeah. It's such a terrible situation to be in. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like Daniel Hunter might have, when you look at the defensive guys that I named Hunter, uh, Harrison Smith and Eric Hendricks, I kind of think Hunter might, Hunter might actually have the best chance to return because I feel like the two teams that Adolfo Mensa came from the Niners and the Browns, they value, you know, they're pass rushers. Uh, so do you feel like he gets an extension before this year? <sighs> are they going to pay him that large number and then work out an extension after this year? Yeah. I mean, if they get rid of other people, they don't have to worry about. Um, <laughs> so who are they going to cut to free up that? Space right, then? right. Well, I, and I look at guys like Harrison Smith and, and Eric Kendricks, and I'm like, you know, they want to keep him. But, you know, how, how well did the Vikings defense play in the last two years with those guys on the field? You know, and... You know, is it is it worth paying guys who are you know they're getting older uh, that kind of money um, when your defense is 
was performing the way that it was. Now you could bring someone else in and, and, and they could have a totally different opinion and be like, you know, we can we can work around these guys and build around these guys to build the defense and, and we need these guys to be leaders. So I could see that happening too. But I, I just Hey, you look at this defense and you see Minnesota, they have to want to bring Patrick Peterson back. They have to want that. And I'm sure that they'd love to have some of their other players they have on one-year contracts. Love to see them come back. Yeah. I don't but right now it's kind of yeah. shredded. That's the same that thing with Peterson though. Like his his he's getting up there in age. Do you want to invest a bunch of money into someone who, you know, is getting older and maybe not performing at the level that deserves that kind of money? Because this year's cornerback class, I've been talking to people and it's pretty deep. Yeah, there's the, a lot of talent. So the so that's you know But uh, even if you do bring in one, I mean, are you gonna start Dantzler? You can start Chris yeah, Boyd? Yeah, yeah. And then well I'm just I'm curious to see what I'm this is gonna be a very interesting offseason to see what they do and, and how what approach they take and everything. Personally I felt Patrick Peterson did a very good job this year. Oh he did. He shut off a lot of the field. Quarterbacks weren't even throwing his way. But this is the kind of mentality that I feel like the Vikings need to have moving forward. Instead of rewarding guys for the seasons they just had, they have to reward guys for the seasons that they're going to have. And, you know, like you have to look at Patrick Peterson's value now and is it going to be the same as it is now that it is in like a year or two see that's one of the issues that rick spielman had right he had these vikings players and he sure he'd love to have them all retire as vikings and that would be amazing right but these extensions especially the backloaded extensions so it can free up money at the beginning during down the line those numbers just become so hard to deal with yeah that, that kyle rudolph extension looking back on that is terrible decision terrible um there's some other not that Irv smith's really worked out either yet no but i mean they had tyler conklin clearly he was he was capable of, of doing something uh you have to pay him to come back yeah yeah and that could be an option he's he's young <laughs> so I, I don't i wouldn't mind that i wouldn't uh, be surprised if another team threw a, a decent oh, sized yeah. contract at him for though. sure for sure he, he should get he should go wherever he's going to get money because you don't get that opportunity opportunity as much he's not going to pull a cj ham and Want to stay in Minnesota no, at any cost? No, I, I think he's going to be. I mean, and you have to. It's this is it's the NFL's a business. You got to make as much right. money as you can. You know, we knock Kirk Cousins for that career for, is not guaranteed. Yeah, we knock Kirk Cousins for doing something similar, but you know, he's he's making a lot of money. Sam Bradford made his cash, right? So what? Whatever these some guys, some guys go into it, you know, to win championships and. I, I guess you could say everyone does, but there's other guys. The other that maybe, way, on the other hand, you got Brock Osweiler's and Albert Hainsworth's. There's other guys that emphasize, you know, I would like to go in the NFL to make a lot of money. So, yeah, you know, and that it is what it is. For some people, it's a passion. For some people, it's a business. Yeah, you can't you can't blame them. I, you really can't. Because, I mean, if you're trying to make the most money as possible in your life, you know, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. Right. Um, all right, moving on from the roster. Kind of switching gears to the the head coaching search because that's going to kind of get in a full swing here with uh, Adolfo Mensa coming in. You know what? Even before they hired Adolfo Mensa, what have you thought of the Vikings' head coaching search so far? I'll be absolutely honest; I haven't paid a ton of attention to it. Okay, I still have to research a bunch of the candidates and <laughs> and learn a lot because I don't want to be that guy that throws a bunch of stuff out there that he read mm-hmm. on Twitter once or twice. I, I, w- I want to know what I'm talking about. And if I were to start talking about some of these guys, I, I would be talking out my butt. So, yeah, I understand. Well, someone that they 
did interview, I think they interviewed him first, with, was Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator for the Packers. He's now the Broncos head coach, so he's right. off the list. And they inter- the Vikings interviewed Dan Quinn as well, and he's now taken himself out of every head coaching uh, running or whatever this year and going back to Dallas as their defensive coordinator, which I thought was kind of interesting because he had like six yeah. interviews. Um, so maybe he just wasn't feeling it with, with any of the... <laughs> Using his leverage against Dallas or something? Maybe <laughs> Jerry Jones was like, hey, um, if you come back, there's a chance you could be the head coach in uh, 2023 if uh, yeah, yeah. we don't like Mike McCarthy. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye on that, I guess. No interview for Sean Payton yet? <laughs> that too. Um, <laughs> what did I see? Oh, oh, and the, the Jaguars are looking at Byron Leftwich. Um, but yeah, so far I think the six remaining candidates are are Kellen Moore, D'Amico Ryan's, Raheem Morris, uh, Kevin O'Connell. Who else am I missing? Uh, who else did they interview? Oh, it's slipping my mind. Um, who else did they interview? Anyone from the, they got D'Amico Ryan's, Kevin O'Connell, uh, Raheem Morris. Uh, wow, I'm gonna have to look this up right now. I will admit, uh, though, right now I like what Raheem Morris would bring to the team because, sure, he's a defensive guy, but he has coaching experience on the offensive side of the ball as well. And he's yeah. got some head coaching experience. He's got he's worked with other teams. And honestly, I, I, I'd i be all for that. I'd yeah. have to research the other candidates to see if there's one I like more, but I definitely wouldn't be disappointed if Morris was chosen. Yeah, Morris was, for four years, he worked on the offensive side of the ball uh, for the Falcons. So he's got plenty of experience Uh Dude, I think it's the passing game coordinator. Yeah. Or whatever. So we got Kevin O'Connell, D'Amico Ryans, Kellen Moore, Raheem Morris, Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator, and Todd Bowles. Mm. Not, 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 don't want anything to do with Todd <laughs> Bowles. Not nothing against him, but I just see that as like a lateral move with him and Mike Zimmer. Um, with him, Bowles, I think, is like 58 or something. Yeah. So I, I don't. I wouldn't see any logic behind that unless you just think he's so great, um, which would make me question the Vikings' uh, approach <laughs> to yeah. the future. But I have faith that the Vikings will go maybe maybe a little younger um, because of their their GM hiring, um, you know. But I will I'll, I'll leave you with this question, which is, you know, what do you think has to happen during the next? four years for this year's regime change to be viewed as a success. Damn, this is a tough question because what I was about to say wouldn't really have, uh, it would have made the last regime a success. So I was going to say reach the NFC championship, but it could be, I mean, if you're completely changing everything, the last regime didn't get there. And uh, I guess they kind of did get there in what, four years. They did get yeah. for four years. And so I, I had to pause and change up what I was thinking because but the, but I don't at want that to point we, Super Bowl because at you're that point, be yeah, we a lot it, of personnel. At that point, we viewed it as a success in 2017. Yeah. So it's not like that wouldn't be viewed. So if that's your what you think should, needs to happen, then that can be a success. Of course, the ultimate goal is reaching the Super Bowl and winning it. But yeah. I mean, to say that that's going to happen in four years with a lot of changes, the salary cap situation and everything that's happening... Uh, wanting to change out some players. I mean, yeah, that, that would be a lofty goal in four years. I think what I would like to see is the Vikings to get their own quarterback 
develop them like and have them ready like mold molded and ready to be there for a long time i think you're not a mandalorian it could be he could be the i honestly <laughs> i don't think anyone can have any opinion on kellen mond after his rookie season because of the way that, or where he went the the staff that he went to it wanted nothing to do with him and didn't really well, he's gonna him. have a new head coach and a new gm to evaluate him so for sure a lot of these players that for some reason the previous staff or gm was just enamored with they probably won't be around i would be shocked if sean Mannion came back no no he's not coming they're back. gonna bring in a competent competitive quarterback too i mean that quarterback two might be quarterback one depending on where uh, kirk cousins goes um if he goes anywhere this year do you have any thoughts on that do you think the chances are, are higher or lower on kirk cousins leaving after this this hiring of adolfo mensa I, I still am in the camp that they're going to end up pushing that money with another extension. So really, I, I'm still there. Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. And I also would be very disappointed if that happened because he's what 34. I, I just don't think as much as people are like, well, what's the better option? But I'm like, but you're only winning seven or eight games with that option right now. So I, I oh you you think he's the one holding the Vikings back? I don't think he's I don't know if he's holding them back, but <laughs> oh, a major factor I'll say he's it. not he's not pushing them over the edge that they need. He's not doing that either. So he's he's keeping them in the middle ground, but that's not any anywhere where anyone should aspire to be. Because there's nothing in free agency that's appealing in any way. No, you'd have to. It would be a bridge year for sure if you if you get rid of Cousins. It would have to be in either. You know, you take on Baker Mayfield for a year, or you sign Teddy for a year, right? Um, and you draft someone, and hopefully they can be ready by by next year, or or you try and get someone next year. Uh, please stay away from Deshaun Watson. I want nothing to do with that dude. <laughs> right. Um, I don't. I don't care how good he is or was or can be. I, I, there are I, teams out there that have a lot of salary cap that could really use a quarterback. But yes. I mean, with the contract, your compensation isn't going to be nearly what you hope it would be unless they pull some kind of like Stafford trade kind of thing where Uh they're taking on another capital or giving away extra picks in exchange for salary cap relief, which I I don't know if I want to see any of that happen either. Well, we just had a writer on the Viking Age um, post something about Mr. Aaron Rodgers. and, you know, the possibility of him pulling a Brett Favre, uh, Mr. Randy Smith wrote about going that. Going to the Jets? And, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and going to the Vikings. Um, but he also admitted that that wouldn't happen unless the Packers released him, which has a small chance of happening because if everyone knows that the Packers want to trade Aaron Rodgers, no one's going to trade for him um, because they're just going to wait for him to be released and then be able to sign him to whatever contract they, they want to. Um, and then, then that's where the Vikings come in and they're like, Hey, don't you want to get, you know, revenge on, on your old team? You can play in a dome 11 times a year or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, maybe Aaron Rock. No, I don't, I don't want anything really to do. Well, that Packers franchise does kind of seem to be imploding a little bit. They're not they heading in the right franchise direction. Take Devontae Adams. Uh, you've got their star pass rusher, uh, talking about taking off and yeah, there's, they're worse off than the Vikings. I would I would argue that they're worse off right now as financially wise than the Vikings. Um 
they're not going to be able to keep everybody. And they uh, are very top heavy with their salaries. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the Lions are going to be the best team in the NFC North next year. <laughs> um, no, Bears fans are like, oh, we're, we're good now. We got a quarterback and uh, head coach. Not a big fan of the, the Bears head coach and direction here. Ever, is it we'll Everflus see. or Everflus? Yeah. Uh yeah, that's I can't I don't know enough about the guy to to make a judgment on him, but uh, I, I the Bears are weird because you're like they don't have anybody, and then they go like twelve and four, and you're like, okay, and they uh, do it without using some of their best weapons. Allen Robinson's like invisible there. Yeah, they had they had Cordero 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 Patterson, and like they had no idea what to to do with him. And yet they make a star out of Darnell Mooney. Right. So, um. I don't know about NFC North next year. <laughs> it's, Man, it's gonna crazy be, if, if a lot of these changes happen. It's going to be weird. Like that's the thing with the Vikings. I feel like that that might entice them more to try and move on from more veteran guys and pricey guys this year because of what the division is currently going through. And if they think they can still be competitive by keeping you know the core guys like Dalvin Cook and and Hunter and Adam Thielen and Jefferson. Um, then you know, I I wouldn't see that. I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of people. I just made a bunch of people mad before he came even on here, saying, "Don't be surprised if the Vikings move on from Eric Kendricks." Uh, people are like, "No, no, they we they can't, we can't do that." And I'm like, "This is a different regime. This isn't Rick Spielman. He's not going to keep guys around just because you know they're they're good in the community." Yeah, Kendricks, he's been good for so many years. He had a down year this year, missed quite a few tackles, and I believe kind of struggled a- at times, and it was not great for him he's got a pretty high cap hit um in 2022 i i want to say it's around 14 15 million um which you know for for he's a very good linebacker exactly but what like i mentioned um oh it's 13 13.5 million so that's pretty high for a linebacker on a like I said, on a defense, it's just not not performing at that level. But if someone comes in and is like, hey, we need this guy. He's he's the guy that's going to hold us together. Which all right, pretty- so we all know Barr's going to walk. For sure. He's not coming back. No way. Yeah, no Bar- way. Barr's gone. And we got a lot of these other one-year deals. Like we've talked about Conklin, who's probably going get, to get a bigger contract somewhere else. Uh, are there any of those one-year guys that you would really love to see come back? I know that personally, not only for the, the sake of the good feel story, and for product productivity on the defensive line, I would love to see Everson Griffin be able to come back. Yeah, I don't know. If Even with coming. his age. I don't know if, if, he's, the, if the price is right. I mean, I feel like he's done with football, probably. I'd um, understand if he was. I would totally yeah, understand. I think it might be best to. This is the second time this has happened in the last few years or something. Because similar. if they do that, if, if they aren't able to bring him back and they have to clear some cap with Daniel Hunter. I mean, the pass rush is going to be starting over. Then you've got the cornerbacks. And if you can't afford to bring back Patrick Peterson, you're going to have maybe a rookie and Dantzler in the at cornerback. I mean, at this point, you're you got to really question, like, can we draft well enough to fill these spots and have a capable defense? Well, that's right. At that point, do you say, hey, let's kind of start this process of of restarting everything? And honestly, this all comes down to the general manager's decision yep. if yep. whether or not these questions can be answered and whether they have to blow things up and start rebuilding now. That's why they got a new GM, make all these decisions. And it's going to be tough. There are going to be some tough calls. 
fans are going to be very upset if some of these players are let go. And he's not going to get everything right. No, we absolutely gotta, not. We got to realize that he's not going to get everything right. Uh, and he's not going to make everybody happy. You can't expect him to get everything right either. Because uh, Rick Spielman did not get everything right. For sure. Um, but uh, it's time for a change. And I like the direction that they're heading in. I feel like it's optimistic. I Like I'm... Because it was getting old. It was getting old with the the yeah. nineteen picks in the seventh round and the trading back and every every draft and and giving you know random free agents that you never heard of like these like kind of lucrative <laughs> deals. It's like okay, um, but yeah, I'm 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 excited. I'm ready for the change. Yeah, and they get get a head coach in here. Hopefully, it's not Ted, Todd Bowles. Um, if it is, I'll still find a way to remain optimistic. He was okay. I'll still support him. He led the Jets. I might to not 10, like it. To, he got the Jets to win 10 games. Okay. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but that's all I got for you today, Adam. Where can people follow you on Twitter? On Twitter, I am at MN Viking Zombie. You can catch me on quite a few other social places that way. I'm on the TikToks and the YouTubes and the, the Twitches. On Twitch, I do some pretty cool horror movie reviews. And I've also streamed the Purple People podcast over there, which is a show that we do every week. You can check all that out over there. All right, yeah, go follow him. Go check out his stuff on The Viking Age. So he's writing some good stuff. Uh, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, we will talk to you later. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.